Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. I hope that you were really able to recharge over the holidays. We were around, and as I mentioned last time, that definitely allowed me to slow down and let the lessons of 2020 to really sink in. But the most important part of that was that I gave myself permission to actually slow down and bask in the achievements of last year, you know, having created this podcast and really bringing my business to the next level, among other things, and really just, you know, letting myself to not do much of anything. (laughs) I even did not one, but two Netflix binges for the first time in many, many years. I also listened to lots of music. I revisited some of my favorites from, you know, way before the kids. (laughs) I even realized that actually, One of my favorite bands, Boards of Canada, came out with a new album in 2013. (laughs) I thought this was really hilarious because, you know, I've been in such a tunnel of parenthood and and entrepreneurship, I will say. Both of them are responsible for this. But the best part of the holiday period was... um, was that we had friends from Paris who visited our town. And actually, my birthday is right before New Year's Eve. And, you know, here I was expecting just another regular day. And yet I ended up having that most precious of gifts, being able to catch up for hours in person with a dear old girlfriend. (laughs) Once again, 2020 has taught us that really the simplest pleasures in life, the most essential pleasures in life are really the best. Now going into 2020, so a year ago, my word for the year was connection. And let's just say, you know, that turned out to be quite an ironic choice. And if anything, 2020 taught me that I was right to seek connection. It really is what makes us human. So I think I'm definitely keeping, so I'm going to be keeping the same for 2021. And that brings me to today's topic, actually, albeit in a roundabout way. By the way, I have a very special announcement for you at the end of today's episode, so make sure to stick around for that. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I find myself telling all of my clients at one point or another. And that is the idea that you are not uniquely fucked up. So let me explain what I mean. And I will actually tell you a little story. I had a session a little while ago with a client who, with a new client, who was feeling really sad and depressed. And she was really low on self-belief. 
like low in the belief that she, of all people, can actually change. And so I told her that it's really totally okay that her belief is low at that time. And I will hold so much belief for her until she can start doing it herself. I told her that I know for a fact that she can and will change. Now, she was really surprised. She was like, how can you be so sure that I can change? You barely even know me. But you know what? I don't have to have known her for years and years to know that she can change her patterns and heal. Because guess what? I hate to break it to you, my friend, but despite what your brain wants you to believe, you are not a special snowflake. You are not uniquely fucked up. And actually, what I'm really trying to say is that we are all actually a little fucked up. And why exactly is that? Now, this isn't the first time you've heard me speak about the ancestral perspective and the evolutionary mismatch. So the idea that the world in which we evolved for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, has nothing to do with the modern civilization in which we find ourselves today. But the problem is, our bodies and souls were still expecting to be born into that world. Because, you know, evolution is very, very slow. And we all suffer in one way or another because of that mismatch. We suffer individually, we suffer collectively, and of course, the planet does too. And I have spoken about all this in previous episodes. And there are many ways in which this mismatch harms us. And I've talked a lot about the health implications, especially over the years. But what I really want to mention today is, um, is another way in which this mismatch harms us, and that is when it comes to our emotional life and the fact that most of us were deprived of the essential human experiences in early life. Now, I spoke at length about this in, I believe it's episode six, What Babies Have Taught Me About Being Human. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And I was speaking in there specifically about the book, The Continuum Concept, that had had such a huge impact on me when I became a parent. And the continuum is basically the idea that as human beings, we lived in a certain way for millions of years until very recently, basically until the onset of civilization. And especially as it pertains to the very beginning of life, we brought babies into this world and took care of them in a certain way during that whole huge, vast span of time. So we were all supposed to come into this world in a certain very intimate way, as opposed to, you know, in that very medical setting with bright, like glaring lights and often with birth trauma and a ton of interventions, if not like C-sections, which was actually my case. And um, so we weren't supposed to come into that world, come into the, we weren't supposed to come into the world in this pretty jarring, almost aggressive way. We were supposed to come into the world in that quiet, intimate, dark way, just as we had been for millions of years. And then, so it starts at the very beginning, you see that? Like, and then we were supposed to stay physically attached to our mothers for months, if not years, right? 
and experiencing life from that very strongly attached, emotionally attached vantage point. And basically experiencing lots of sensations as she went about her business and brought her with us. So did everybody alive today get that necessary experience? No, right? Not even close. I mean, we barely even know that that's how it's supposed to happen. We think that's just the way things were back in the day, and it doesn't apply to us anymore, which is, again, total bullshit. And you and I definitely did not have that. We did not come into this world with that experience. And the problem is, again, that mismatch, our bodies, our souls expected to have that experience. It was That was what was appropriate. That is still what is appropriate for humans. And yet, we all, most of us, have been, you know, deprived of that. And, you know, this also has nothing to do with blaming our parents either. You know, this stuff cuts way deeper and it goes way further back than just our parents' generation, right? This is a civilization-wide situation. The system has been set up in a way for a very long time now that denies us even the possibility of living in this way. And this brings me to this idea that, you know, we are all really traumatized. So even if you did not experience trauma with a capital T, which actually a huge portion of the population has, right, whether that look like car accidents or abuse or assault or natural catastrophes or, you know, different parts of the world like war and famine, all of these things, even if we did not have those things, most of us have had trauma with a small t. And I would say, consider yourself traumatized anyway, because of the absence of those necessary experiences, and the absence of that super strong emotional attachment. Of course, some of us, you know, were worse off than others here. But I think that one way we also get traumatized is when we, when we don't have what we were supposed to have, when there is something missing and there is an emptiness, really, then, th 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 then we try all of our lives to somehow fill without really understanding exactly why and exactly what's going on. So what I want to say to you today is that, of course, you are a unique individual with a unique history with your own unique patterns and problems. But here is what I want you to hear. You are not alone. You are far from alone in having those problems. And I actually think that there is a finite number of ways in which our brains sabotage us. The more I coach people and the more I get coached myself, I see the same patterns over and over and over again. And this is something I mentioned recently on the podcast, the difference between clean pain and dirty pain. Now, you can be feeling sad or frustrated or mad or even have a reaction that you don't like, that you want to change, that you're not proud of. But all of that is the clean pain of being human. That's just part of the deal, right? But it becomes dirty pain when you judge it, when you resist it, and when you think you are uniquely fucked up, that you are uniquely broken, right? That's where it goes wrong. And that's where it gets into dirty pain. And when we have trauma, when we have deep patterns that come back and that kind of, you know, torture us over the years, that feels very isolating. 
we feel like we're the only ones suffering. Like, again, that we're the ones who are who are uniquely, you know, broken, uniquely weak. Um, we're the only ones who go who goes through the stuff that we go through, that we don't hold our promises to ourselves and we self-sabotage and all of that stuff. And your brain will try very hard to make you believe that you're the only one, right? But guess what? Your brain is a lying asshole. So if you need to hear it again, let me tell you, my friend, you are not alone in your suffering and it is possible to heal. And so the real question becomes, are you up for the challenge of growth without self-judgment? Because if you are, just know that a much richer life awaits you. And so that client I mentioned earlier, a few more sessions into our package, she's already starting to feel so much better and improving her relationships, starting with the one with herself, which is the most important one, right? So all that to say, this shit works. These tools work. Your brain is betraying you in some way that is somehow predictable, even when it feels so real and unique to you, okay? So again, what I want for you today is to feel less alone and to remind you of your humanity in your messiest moments. And you can always blame the evolutionary mismatch. (laughs) And not only is healing possible for you, it's also not as hard as you think it's going to be. Because actually, you've most likely been living the hardest part already. Actually working on this stuff and looking at it straight in the face and addressing your wounds and your patterns. Yeah, that's hard work, but it is such satisfying work. And it produces, it gives you this liberation. Then that just, you know, blows everything up after that. When what you can create with your life after that becomes just so much bigger than if you just stay where you are. And I know that the pandemic has made things a lot harder for us. It's made that social isolation and that loneliness so much more apparent. And it's brought us face to face with all of our demons. And so again, I want you to understand that it is normal to feel the way you do. And just remember that you are not alone and that there is absolutely something that you can do about it. Okay. That is what I have for you, my friends, and I am following with an exciting announcement, so stay tuned. You know, this podcast is all about improving our resilience so that we can become powerful in our own lives and go after our dreams. We first start with deeply supporting your body so you actually have the energy to create a life on your own terms. And you've heard me talk about this before. There is one very important habit that is key for most people, and that is a hearty breakfast. So I am super excited to announce the Breakfast Reboot, a free week-long challenge to take you from where you are today to someone who starts to effortlessly take good care of themselves, starting with that very important foundation for the day. Now, I want to share with you just a few testimonials from the last few times I ran this challenge. Someone said, I thought that I felt fine before, but I have felt even better this week. More energy, more aware of eating healthily at other meals, sleeping well, a very positive experience. One change I've noticed is that I'm a lot less tired in the evening. This is big because for the longest time, I've been really knackered by 6 p.m. 
I mean like really ready to roll into bed. So for me, this is huge. And another person said, two major things have happened for me this week. One is that I see how simple it can be that a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be labor intensive. It can be quick and even fun. And knowing how much better I feel motivates me to continue. The other is cake. I have an almost pathological love of cake. One day this week, there was a piece of cake in our kitchen given to my partner after a dinner he attended, and I didn't want it. I had a little bit at one point, but before this week, I would have eaten the whole thing. For me, that's friggin' awesome and incredibly encouraging. Thank you, Aishan. And I got countless accounts like these. It's really not an exaggeration to say that this one habit can really start to change your life. So, we will be live the week of January 18th, although I will start getting you prepared starting next Wednesday, so January 13th. So make sure to register so you don't miss a day. You can sign up right now at theomnivorist.com slash challenge, or you can find that link in the show notes as well. As one of my clients puts it so brilliantly, we can do hard things as long as we have a good breakfast. I can't wait to see you then.